Every one of us has a gift of the Holy Spirit. But how many times I've seen God separate different people for different tasks or different ministries. And maybe here tonight, and maybe God has separated you with somebody else, and He has a task for you to do, or a ministry that He wants to do through your life, and use your life to bring glory and honor to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're so glad you've joined us today for an inspiring message from the book of Acts. As Raul explores the unique ministry callings of Saul and Barnabas, he'll encourage you to consider how God has equipped you for kingdom building service. Stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio to see that your gifts and abilities can be used mightily by the Lord as you make yourself available and wait on His perfect timing. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's lesson. Well, the book of Acts chapter 13 this evening, verse 1, he says, Now in the church there was in Antioch. The word church here is used exclusively of a local congregation like us here. And when he uses the city of Antioch here, it was the third largest city in the Roman Empire, in Alexandria. And there were certain prophets and teachers. Interesting. And a prophet was one who acts on the interpretation of the future, a teller of the divine will of God. And these guys that are named here, they were prophets and teachers. They had the gift of prophecy. It's so cool to see what he says here because he goes on, he says, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Maen, who had been brought up with Herod the Tartrek, and Saul, Saul the Paul the Apostle. And I think that when you look at the scriptures, even like tonight, what God did with these men, Not just Paul. These are men that are following the Lord. These are men that are being sent out, as you'll see in a moment. That God had a purpose, like this guy by the name of Simon called Niger. This was an African. They think that he's the one that carried the cross of Jesus Christ. What an incredible testimony that here is Simeon called Niger. From Africa, and then his name is mentioned here with Paul the Apostle, Saul, and all these other names where these guys are going to teach, teaching and prophesying in the word of the Lord. Like he says of Cyrene, he says he was a team of leaders of the church of Antioch, included another individual from northern Africa. Lysias is the most likely one of the Hellenist Jews, originally from Cyrene, who fled Jerusalem at the outbreak of the persecution and went to Antioch to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Peter worked with the Jews. Paul worked with the Gentiles. Paul wanted to go to the Jews, and the Lord said, no, Paul, you're going to go to the Gentiles. Paul had such a history. Peter, James, all these guys had such history. And here are some just common names that God saved and God took them And God used them tremendously. 
historically, they're in history. Look what he says, verse 2. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Spirit. You notice what he says there? They ministered to the Lord. You ever ministered to the Lord, worshiping him? Sitting there worshiping the Lord? And then fasting. Not so you can look good in the mirror. Get skinny. <laughs> but, I mean, think of what he's teaching us here tonight. Ministering to the Lord and fasted. Fasting is very important. Many people don't want to fast. But our motive should be if we're going to fast, if I'm going to fast, is because I don't want something from the Lord. But there's something that I'm going through in my life and I want it out of my life. Or maybe I'm praying and fasting for my family. They're going through something. Or the church is going through something. So I say, okay, Lord, this week I'm going to fast one meal. Or I'm going to fast two meals. Or I'm going to fast a whole day. Or let's say a whole week. But before you fast, you need to check with your physician. For sure if you can fast. Especially if you're under medication. And then like he says here, and they minister to the Lord and fast. And then the Holy Spirit. You see? Now the Holy Spirit takes over. And said what? The Holy Spirit speaks. When is the last time the Holy Spirit spoke to you? And how did he speak to you? Did you hear an audible voice? Or did the Holy Spirit speak to you? And you could actually not hear his voice, but you can see, hey, through the scriptures, wow, Lord, you're really speaking to me. Here the Holy Spirit says, well, he says, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Wow. God says, these two people, I wanted to separate them. Can you imagine how God has separated people in his own church to the present time to be used? Every one of us has a gift of the Holy Spirit. But how many times I've seen God separate different people for different tasks or different ministries that God gives to them. And maybe here tonight, and maybe God has separated you with somebody else and he has a task for you to do or a ministry that he wants to do through your life and use your life to bring glory and honor to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And check this out. And not separate to me Barnabas and Saul for what? For the work to which I have called them to do. Underline that. What has God called you to do? What has he called you to do? Every one of us has a task. I know that God has called me to teach, to preach. He's called me to pray. He's called me to be a witness when I witness to people, which is so cool. Because as we fulfill the ministry that God has called us to fulfill, that you're going to have excitement, you're going to have peace, and say, wow, Holy Spirit, you're awesome. Look what you have just done. In verse 3, he says, and then having fasted, here it is again, having fasted and prayed, checked out, laid hands on them, the laying of hands on them, and they sent them away. And then verse 4, he says, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Now notice who sends you out. Not Calvary Chapel, not me, not anybody else, the Holy Spirit. Man, the emphasis on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to convict people of sin. Of sin. 
And here you see, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, it's the port of Antioch, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. It's a large island, about 150 miles long, 40 miles wide. Amazing, amazing place. And you think about what God intends to do in your own personal life here tonight. What has God called you to do? Where has he called you to go? Like Paul and Barnabas here, as God spoke to them. He says, and when they arrived in Salamis, and Salamis here is the eastern port of Cyprus, they preached the word of God. Now notice they went out, and what did they do? The calling of God preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. Paul goes back to the Jews, but at the same time, in that culture, they allowed Gentiles that wanted to convert to Judaism. And so Paul the apostle goes into the synagogue. And what's really cool about that here, he says, they preached the word of God in the synagogue to the Jews. They also had John as their assistant, or literally, on the roar or servant. We're all servants of the Lord. We're under the submission of the Holy Spirit, under the submission of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer here. Now here's a sorcerer. A false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. Bar-Jesus, Bar, it's an Aramaic word which means son. The son of Joshua, the son of Jesus. Has nothing to do with Jesus. But here he's a sorcerer or a magician. And he's going to now try to get in the way. He goes on to say, verse 7, who was the deputy or the proconsult, Roman governor of the county of Cyprus, Sergius Apollos, an intelligent man, this man called Barnabas and Saul, and sought to hear the word of God. Now notice, this proconsult or deputy, Roman governor, Wanted to hear the word of God. You know, it's so cool to see when you're bringing the word of God or somebody tells them that you know the word of God and you're a Christian, that they become enticed to come to you and say, hey, can you please tell me about Jesus? Who is he? What can he do for your life? Or who's Peter? Or who's Paul? And it's so cool because here we see what God's word says. And this man called Barnabas and Saul. And sought to hear the word of God. It's so awesome to hear the word of the Lord. Lord, I want to hear your spirit speak to me. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to who? To the church. You and I are the church of Jesus Christ. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For resources to help direct you in God's will for your life, call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. You can also email Roll personally with your prayer requests and Bible questions. His address is pastorroll at somebodylovesyou.com. Let's continue now with more of today's teaching. He says in verse 8, But Elimias, which is also called by Jesus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, which stood them seeking to turn the consult away from their faith. See, he wasn't there with a sincere desire. He wanted to turn them away from the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
You see, we always have to stick to the word of God. The word of God. The word of the Lord. Never agree with someone that is trying to give you another doctrine. And using another book to move you away from the book, the word of God. Verse 9. And then Saul, who also is called Paul, little one. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh man, he keeps saying that. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, how many times does God have to say that in this chapter? Filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What does he do? He looked intensely at him. To look intently, it means in the Greek to strain or to intent. It is used only by Luke in the New Testament Ten times in here in Acts. That's the only place this phrase is used. Look intensely. I mean, he was looking at him, staring him in the eyes. And then he says and said, A fool of all deceit and all fraud. Paul's charging him. You son of the devil. You enemy of all unrighteousness. Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Hey, quit slandering. Quit falsely accusing like the Satan, the devil. Man, how we need to be careful. You need to be careful who you talk to. And if you're going to talk to someone religious, you better know what you're talking about. And you know what the word of God says. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Verse 11. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you. And you shall be blind. Now here's Paul. He says you should have never done that because now the Lord is going to bring blindness to your life. He says, and now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing, notice the sun for a season, for a time, not permanently. God allowing this man to be blind for a season. And then he says, and the person so believed. And when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord, what did he do? And now when Paul and his party set sail from Paphos, he says they came to Pergia in Pamphylia, and John departed from them, returned back to Jerusalem. So leaving Cyprus, Paul and his two companions journeyed over 150 miles by boat, south coast of Asia Minor, and now coming to Citrus River, to the Citrus River, they travel five miles up the river to the port of Pergia. To Pergia. And you see how much traveling Paul is doing as he's taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to so many people. But when they departed from Pergia, they came to Antioch in Pasadia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. Now, Paul's custom was not only to go into the synagogue to share the gospel. But I think it's important that we understand that here he's going into Jewish territory. He goes down where people are studying the scriptures. So he wants to make sure that when he stands up to share with them, he's going to share the scriptures. And I love what he says of that when they departed from Pergia, he came to Antioch, Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath, and sat down. The Sabbath day for the Jews starts on Friday, sundown, and it goes all the way till Sunday, sundown, and then they begin their new week. For, for us, Sunday is our 
day of rest. And then on Monday, we start our first day of the week. But imagine how Paul, the apostle, the ministry that he had been called to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to preach truth. No matter what would happen to him, he would never back down concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ, but he would stop people and say, hey, this is what the Lord says in his word. And then he says, and after the reading of the law and the prophets, so the Pentateuch, notice that. After the reading of the law, the Pentateuch, and then the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue, the rabbis, send them saying, men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say, and so here is Paul sitting down. Well, this is a great Great opportunity for Paul the Apostle. Because, verse 16, he's going to give him a sermon now. This is one of Paul's sermons. And then Paul got up and motioning with his hand said, You guys, men of Israel, you who fear God, pay attention. Amen. He takes over. Imagine in the synagogue, he gets up. He says, You guys, I have a message for you. But it's not my message. It's a message from the Lord to you who are Jews. And the first thing he says, you who fear God, listen. Man, it's so important that we fear God. That we have the fear of God in our lives. Because as he's going to speak, he knows that those that fear God have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to them. And he starts out by saying this. The God of the people of Israel chose our fathers, speaking, going back to their fathers, Moses and all these guys, and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. So he's taking them back to Exodus, what? To the book of Exodus, when they were there with Pharaoh for 400 years. You know, they had been in the land, but they were there for how long? When Pharaoh not only had them under bondage, And they were not only under bondage, but they were tortured by the Egyptians. And here Moses is born in Egypt, 40 years in Egypt. And you know the story. He not only commits murder, then he's actually led out to go back to the desert for 40 years to become a shepherd, taking care of a bunch of sheep. And in Exodus chapter 3, the Lord speaks to him in a burning bush and says, Moses, I'm going to use you. You're going to go back to Egypt and you're going to take my people, they are slaves, and you're going to take them out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. That's what you're going to do, Moses. He goes on to say again, and when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt, and with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Notice what he says. He brought them out of Egypt. Who did it? Not Moses. God used Moses as an instrument. God uses you as an instrument. What kind of an instrument are you in the kingdom of God? Every one of us becomes an instrument of the kingdom of God. And he says, and not for a time, about 40 years He put up with their ways in the wilderness. Can you imagine? Paul here is reminding his listeners that God not only was patient, but the things that they said against God in the wilderness, murmuring, complaining, wanting going back to Egypt where they were in bondage and they were mistreated. And they want to go back because of unbelief. They're going to be tested and they're going to be tried. Verse 19. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, 
He distributed their land to them by allotment. Seven nations are mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1. Paul quickly is summarizing not only the period of the judges here. And you know the time of the judges. Chapter 24 of the book of Joshua. He concludes, Joshua says, you guys, you know, I'm old. I'm getting ready to be with the Lord. He says, and whoever is with the Lord, he says, whoever wants to be with the Lord, let us know who is with the Lord. And he gives the law. He gives to them the law. Look at These are the rules and regulations in order to be with the Lord. And they agreed. Because God wanted them to serve the Lord. But what's interesting in chapter 24 of Joshua, when you jump the page and you come to the book of Judges, in chapter 2, verse 10, he says, And when that generation, Joshua's generation, died, there arose another generation that did not know the Lord, but they worship all these gods. The third generation, they worship all these gods. Can you imagine how their Parents, their grandparents taught their parents, and the parents had taught these children in the third generation, and they all came to know not the Lord any longer, but they began to worship other gods. What's going to happen to the church today? I'm a first generation. Some of you are second generation. And we're going to the third generation. And I think that we have to really stay simple and humble to the Lord. And remember... That this church is not our church, it's his church. But in the time of the judges, verse 20, and after that he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. Now remember, in the time of the judges, they didn't worship God. They did what was right in their own eyes, twice assessing judges. When you come to the end of judges, you have the book of Ruth. After the book of Ruth, you come to 1 Samuel. And when you come to 1 Samuel in chapter 1, you have this wife that is married to the husband that has another wife, and they have children. Hannah had no children. They go down to the temple every year, and one day they went down to the temple, and Hannah is there, and she's outside. She's praying, and then priest Eli comes along and goes outside, sees her talking, and he thinks she's been drinking. He begins to converse with her. I'm totally inside hurting because I'm praying to God to give me a child. I don't have a baby. And the priest said, I'm going to pray for you. And by this time next year, you're going to have a baby boy. God's perfect timing. God needed a prophet. God needed a king. And God's perfect timing is so perfect because Hannah... At this particular moment, after years, she couldn't get pregnant. And now God is going to allow her to get pregnant by her husband. And many times, some people will come to me, some of the women say, well, you know, I've been trying to get pregnant for a long time, but I can't get pregnant. I say, you know what? Read the book of 1 Samuel. Because maybe God has something else for you. But with Hannah, she knew the Lord because, and this is what she did. A year later, she had the baby boy. You know what she did? She went and presented him to the Lord. Lord, this is your kid. This is not my kid. She put her young baby and said, Lord, you can have him back. And when she took him to the temple, she took him there and never, ever took him home again. 
As believers, we often hear that God has a plan for each of our lives, but it's still easy to downplay our abilities and question how the Lord might put them to use. We hope today's lesson has bolstered your confidence and inspired you to step out in faith to follow God's call. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message in its entire form, call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching from Acts chapter 13. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. We'd also like to tell you about Raul's four-part study of the Holy Spirit. Available on both CD and a USB drive, this series clarifies how the Holy Spirit works through ordinary, imperfect people to accomplish God's perfect, eternal plans. To order this empowering study, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your four-part Holy Spirit series on a flash drive for a gift of $12 or a CD pack for $19. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This ministry is listener-supported, and we thank you for your tax-deductible contributions. Your partnership is a blessing that enables us to keep sharing the good news of Jesus. Tune in next time as we return to Acts to learn more about glorifying the Lord with a Spirit-led life. You'll see that when you follow Paul and Barnabas down the path of surrendered obedience, God will strengthen and bless you with His mighty Holy Spirit. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.